Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, it is good to be in your house today, and Lord, we're thankful uh, for this time together. We're thankful, Lord, that we can assemble today. I pray that you'd bless now the effort to preach your word. I pray that you'd use it to speak to our hearts and our lives. And again, it's just good to be here today, and so I thank you for the time that we have. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to begin with a couple of thoughts that I'm sure uh, some of you can identify with, some of you can relate to. Uh, there are going to be a few of them so as to try to uh, get everybody involved, all right? You may or may not be able to relate to one in particular, but maybe with what I'm about to say, uh, you can relate to at least one of the things I'm about to mention. The first thing I'd like to mention this morning is this, is that it is my opinion that we live in the greatest nation on earth. <clears throat> I would question and I would argue with anyone who said otherwise. I believe that we live in the greatest nation on earth. I believe that our land is still a land of opportunity. I believe that our land is still a land that you can do something with your life, you can make something of yourself, you can be successful, you can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. There really is no excuse for people to be failures in our nation. That's what I believe. I believe we live in a beautiful nation. I have not got to see near as much of this nation as I would like to, but I can say this, of the parts I've seen, it is beautiful. I love from coast to coast everything I've been able to uh, take in. I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful country. It is a country of opportunity. It is a country with so many blessings associated with it. And yet with all that said, you know what happens sometimes in my thought process? I look at this nation and I begin to dwell upon everything that's wrong with our nation. You begin to look at leadership in our nation, and that can discourage you. You begin to look at the homes in America, and that can discourage you. You begin to look at so many struggles that people are dealing with. You begin to look at all the issues facing America and the challenges before us. And there are times that as great as I believe this nation is, I begin to focus all of my attention and all of my energy on the things that are wrong with the nation. I could say it this morning like this, changing directions a little bit. I am thankful for, for lack of better words, my job. I'm thankful for the fact that I get to pastor this church. I am thankful for everything that is afforded me in the position that I am in. I look at other people's ministries, I look at other people and the churches they have and the locations they have and, and the ministries that God has called them to, and I say, Lord, thank you for what you have given me. And yet, you know what happens sometimes? Because I am a person dealing with people, sometimes I give my attention and my focus to the things that are wrong rather than to the things that are right. You've probably never done this with your job, 
But sometimes I look at the people who are causing me frustration. I look at the people who are causing me discouragement. I look at the people who are just a source of irritation for whatever reason. And you say, us? Yes, some of you sometimes have produced those feelings in my heart and life just like other people have produced those things in your life. And so there are times that, again, I give all of my effort and all of my attention and all of my energy to what is wrong rather than what is right. Changing directions one more time, just again to try to illustrate this in different ways. I would say this, that I am abundantly grateful for the marriage that I enjoy with Susie. She is not perfect, but as I have said of other situations, she is perfect for me. I would not want to try to navigate through life without her by my side. But you know what is true in our marriage that may or may not be true in yours? Sometimes we get on each other's nerves. Sometimes we irritate each other. Sometimes she makes me mad. Sometimes I make her mad. And so there are times in our marriage where if you were to come to me and you would say something like this, isn't Susie perfect for you? <sighs> Why did I ever say that? Why am I now accountable for those words? And if I'm not careful in the midst of those frustrating moments, I give my effort and I give my attention and I give my energy to what is wrong rather than to what is right. Now, do you understand this morning that I could continue on with the illustrations? So many ways in which to make the point that I'm trying to make this morning, that there are times in our lives where everything is as we would have it to be, and in those moments we say, isn't it great? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it fantastic? Isn't this lovely? We couldn't ask for more. And then moments later... We're mad, we're frustrated, we're angry, we're upset. We've had a total shift in our thinking, a total shift in our attitude and our feelings about the matter. Now this morning we'll get to the text in just a moment, but I want us to think about our relationship with the Lord. In our relationship with the Lord, it is good and it is easy for us to be excited when everything is going good. Would you agree? Amen. When everything is going good, and we'll see this in just a moment, but when everything is going good, it is not difficult to praise the Lord. But when circumstances change, Many times, if we're not careful, our relationship with the Lord is like our relationship with our spouse or with our job or even this nation. When the circumstances change, it is amazing how quick our attitude and our outlook and our, our just spirit can change. And so many times, rather than focusing on what is good and right and positive, we give all of our attention and all of our energy to what is wrong and that affects us, and it impacts us in a negative manner. So with that in mind, this morning I want us to turn to the book of Psalms. 
As you find your place there in Psalms, we're going to be in Psalm 117, and you may have written a note at some point in the past, so you may say, well, Brother Kyle, you've preached this chapter before, and to that I would say you are correct. I have preached this passage before. It's been a few years since it's happened, and this is what I know. A good passage deserves to be preached more than once in your lifetime. All right? So it's not as though, well, we dealt with that one. We can never visit that one again. No. Psalm 117 is a good chapter. It's been a few years since we've been here. And so I want us to look at this. In verse number 1, here's what the writer said. He said, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people. Now, I dealt with this in the Sunday school hour with the teenagers. This, this word all, it is an important word. See, the word all encompasses every single individual. The word all does not mean I want a few of you to do it. I'd like for, you, uh, for a majority of you to do this. I would like this group over here to do this. No, whenever the word all is used, here's what we understand. This is to include everyone. So the writer said, praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise him, all ye people. And so here's what the writer was saying. He was saying, all people of all nations, here is what you need to do. You need to praise the Lord. Well, what does it mean to praise? It means this, to boast or to commend. So the idea would be something like this, to brag on something or to tell someone else how great someone or something is. To sing the praise of someone, to sing the praise of something, again, would simply be this, I want to boast about this and I want to brag about this. So the writer is very clear as to what he believes deserves the praise in this particular passage. He said, all people from all nations, we need to praise the Lord. We need to boast of the Lord. We need to commend the Lord. And we need to brag to others of how great and wonderful the Lord is. Well, Brother Kyle, this was written thousands of years ago. I understand. But I think if the writer were in our midst this morning, I, I think there's a chance that if I gave the writer a chance to stand and, and speak to us for just a moment, I, I think he might say to us, Hey, listen, you who are a part of all people of all nations, you right here in this year we live in, in the year 2016, we need to be men and women who praise the Lord. We need to boast of the Lord. We need to brag on the Lord. We need to let others around us know that we are highly impressed with who God is in our lives. Now again, it's easy to do, is it not? When everything goeth our direction. I think if you're like me, it is easier to praise the Lord when I am feeling healthy and strong and able to accomplish what I want to accomplish. 
It is easy for me to serve the Lord when my finances are better. It is easy for me or easier for me to bless the Lord when relationships are what they're supposed to be. It is just easier for me to bless the Lord when it is obvious I am being blessed. It is easier for me to praise Him. It is easier for me to boast of Him. It is easier for me to brag on Him when it is apparent in my life that I am enjoying His goodness. But as we know, and I'm not going to spend a long time on this this morning, I just want us to remind us of this. We all know that that is not how life constantly goes for us. Within the last week, some of you have had speed bumps that you hit pretty hard, right? In the last week or two weeks, maybe in the last month, you would say something like this, Brother Kyle, I didn't hit a speed bump, I hit a wall. I was going pretty good and everything was going fine, and then all of a sudden it just smacked us right upside the head. And I'm telling you, Brother Kyle, it sent us back a little ways. And I'm telling you, Brother Kyle, that one shook us a little bit. We've been there, haven't we? And if I were to come to you in a moment like that, or if you were to come to me in a moment like that, and say, Brother Kyle, we just need to praise the Lord. You know what I'd do? If I didn't have my spiritual hat on, I'd look at you like you were some kind of a weirdo, and I would express some kind of a thought in my mind Something like this, what makes you think I want to praise the Lord right now? Oh, Brother Kyle, that's so immature of you. I know. But you are no different. Because there have been times in many of your lives I've known I probably just ought to lay low right now. They don't want any spiritual talk from me right now because they're not ready to receive it right now. You're in the midst of your situation. You're in the midst of your battle, your problem, whatever it is. That's not when you want the preacher to come bebopping up to you and say, Don't forget, praise the Lord. Because that's not when you're ready to receive that kind of a reminder. But the Bible said, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people. And I think sometimes here is our mindset, here is our attitude, because we have given all of our energy and all of our attention to what is wrong in life, we say something like this, either out loud or just to ourselves in our heart, we say something like this, what do I have to praise Him for right now? This is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. What do I have to praise Him for right now? And so the writer tells us in verse number 2 a couple of things that we have to praise Him for, no matter the circumstance of life. Notice what he said in verse number 2. This is wonderful. He said, For His merciful kindness is great toward us. His merciful kindness is great toward us. How many of us have ever found ourselves to be repetitive sometimes? Sometimes we are repetitive for the sake of emphasis. Sometimes we're trying to make our point, and so we're trying to, to emphasize it by being somewhat repetitive. I say that this morning because whenever he speaks of his, that being the Lord, his merciful kindness, that is a redundancy speaking of the goodness of the Lord 
in a person's life. He is trying to make this point by being somewhat repetitive. He says, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. We might say it like this, for his good goodness is great toward us. What does it mean for something to be toward us? It means in our direction or in relation to us. I can see that this isn't exciting some people, but we need this reminder, okay? Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people. Oh, why should I praise Him? What do I have to praise Him for right now? Because of His good goodness that He directs toward us. And He said in the verse that His merciful kindness is great. What does it mean for something to be great? It means for it to be mighty or strong. Mighty or strong. So he says, praise the Lord because His good goodness is mighty and strong toward us or in our direction or on our behalf. Why should I praise the Lord? Because God is greatly and mightily good to me. He is greatly and mightily and in a strong manner, He is good to me. Now, I don't want to just take up time to take up time. But some of you are looking at me this morning like you're struggling with this. So I want to show us something. God is good to us. But Brother Kyle, things aren't going my way right now. That's because that is life. Okay, God is good to us, toward us, in amazing, mighty ways. Well, in what way, Brother Kyle? Well, most of us, maybe not all of us, but most of us could say this. We have been blessed with health that we do not deserve. We have been blessed with an ability to do in our life the things that we want to do with the health and the strength that God has given us. And many times the reason that we don't, and I'm not saying all the time, but many times that we don't enjoy the health we wish we had is because, like I preached Wednesday night, we have abused the body that God has loaned us, but most of us are able to enjoy good health. And friend, that is the result of God's great goodness Toward us. He is good. Not only in the health and the strength that He gives us. He is good to us in the provision that He makes available to us. I'm just going to let you chew on that one for a minute because we need to be excited about that one. God's provision... That's His goodness in our lives. The fact that you have a roof over your head, the fact that you have food in the pantry, the fact that you have clothes to wear, the fact that so many things are afforded to us that we many times take for granted. That is God's good goodness in our lives in amazing ways. And no matter else what is going on in our lives, we can fall on our face before the Lord and say, God, you are good because, God, I have food to eat. I have shelter over my head. I have clothes to wear. I have the health and the strength that I need to get up and to face another day. God, you are good. 
to me. God is good because God provides us a means of income. I don't have a job. It's because you don't want a job. Do you know that? And I know not everyone wants a job, and that's fine. But if we want a job, the jobs are provided for us. Well, I want to be CEO. Well, you might need to work there longer than three weeks. Well, I wanted to be the boss. Well, I know you did, but so does everyone else. It's kind of a competitive position. But He gives us the jobs that we have. He's given us family. He's given us friends. He's given us a church family that we can worship with. He's given us the Word of God. He's given us the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide. We have prayer available to us that we can go to Him anytime with anything. It doesn't matter. We have all these things available to us. And if we're not careful, you know what we do? We focus on everything that He's not seemingly doing for us. God is good. His goodness is seen in so many amazing, powerful ways. And yet if we're not careful, we'll overlook every bit of that because this is wrong. And whenever I'm focused on what is wrong, I will not praise Him as I should. So in order for me to praise the Lord as I ought, I cannot give my energy and attention to these things. I must give my energy and attention to God's good goodness. Listen, God's good goodness in my life. Brother Kyle, I'm just having a hard time right now praising the Lord. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. Are we listening to this? If we will put our energy and our thoughts and our attention on the right things, we will see the goodness of God in our lives. But it's not just that. He said, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. And he said, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. What does it mean whenever he speaks of the truth of the Lord? Well, he's not speaking about the honesty or the integrity of the Lord. It's not what he's writing about there. He would not question the honesty and the integrity of the Lord, but that's not what he's writing about. What he is writing about is the faithfulness and the reliability or the dependability of God in a person's life. You know what the writer is saying to the people he was addressing and what he would be saying to you and I? He would be saying this. He'd be saying God is faithful, he is reliable, and he is dependable. Faithful, reliable, dependable. He is one that you can place your trust and your confidence in. I know this is tired. I know this is worn out sometimes. I I know that sometimes you can say the same thing so many times that it loses its punch, so to speak. 
But I want to remind us of something this morning. You may not need this right now, but others might. I want to remind us of this truth, that there is not one child of God who can ever look back over the course of their lives and find a time where God failed them. No child of God at any moment in their life can they look back over the course of their life, the years, the months, the days that God has given them, and them say, you know what, things were going good until God failed me. You know why no saint can tell you that? Because it has never happened. God is truthful. He is faithful. He is dependable. He is reliable. God always do, does what He says He will do. God always performs in the manner in which He says He will perform. God is someone that we can depend on. Every time we have needed the Lord, He has given us exactly what we needed through him. That'll help you praise the Lord. So, Brother Kyle, I just I don't know exactly what you mean. Have you ever needed grace? Have you ever needed grace that only God could give? Do you know that He was faithful and reliable and dependable to give you the grace? for whatever situation you were facing? Have you ever needed at your life, in your life strength? Of course we have. Have we ever needed wisdom? Of course we have. Have we ever needed deliverance? Yes. Have we ever needed direction? Yes. And who was always there giving us exactly what we needed? It was God. Because God is faithful. He's reliable. He is dependable. Not only did he say for his merciful kindness is great toward us and the truth of the Lord, he said it endureth forever. It endureth forever. What does it mean for something to endure forever? It means this, for it to be perpetual and continual. Someone says, well, I don't know what those two words mean. It means this, it's never ending. Okay, well, Brother Kyle, that doesn't excite me any. Well, let's consider this, and maybe it'll help us a little bit. The truth of the Lord, the dependability of the Lord, the reliability of the Lord, the faithfulness of the Lord, it is perpetual, it is continual, it never ends in a person's life. Here's what that means. It means that from the beginning of mankind... God has always been faithful. And we need to understand this, that until the end of mankind, God will always be faithful and reliable and dependable. See, you and I can look back over the course of our lives and we can say, well, that's true. He's never failed me. That's true. I mean, he's brought me to this point. That's true. He got me through this. He gave me grace here. He gave me strength here. He gave me direction here. He gave me wisdom here. He, he, he did. He, he proved himself faithful in all of these things. He, he has proven himself to be reliable in, in all of these different areas. And yet with everything that God has done for us by way of truthfulness, dependability, reliability, 
Here is what happens in our hearts and minds sometimes. We have these hints of doubt that creep in. Maybe not you, but for some of us. God, what about this? Well, God, what about this? God, I know that this is around the corner. God, I know that this is in the horizon. God, I know that this could be coming down you know, our path, so to speak. God, I'm looking ahead and I'm seeing this. How many of us have ever had these moments of doubt, these hints of doubt, and in that doubt we begin to give our attention to those things and we begin to put our energy into those things. And pretty soon we're so worked up about what could be that if I were to come to you or you were to come to me and say, hey, let's just praise the Lord, we would be so worried about future possibilities possibilities, we wouldn't be able to praise Him right now. You know what we need to be reminded? The faithfulness of God is unending. It is perpetual and it is continual. If God has taken care of me for 42 years, you know what I can be assured of? God will take care of me for at least the next 42 years. If God gives me 42 more years. You say, well, Brother Kyle, I'm in my 60s. I'm in my 70s. You ought to be more encouraged than myself. Because He has taken care of you longer. You ought to be that much more convinced that whatever years you have left, God will take care of you that much more. See, you and I this morning, it doesn't matter what our circumstances are. It doesn't matter what our situation is. It doesn't matter what is going on. You and I, we should be able to praise the Lord. But we have to focus on the right things in order to be able to praise the one who is worthy of praise. So as we're encouraged to praise the Lord as as we're said of all people of all nations to praise the Lord. We may be sitting here even this morning saying, Brother Kyle, I'm struggling to praise the Lord. I mean, I, I sang Great Is Thy Faithfulness a while ago, but, but man, I really struggled to believe it. I, I, I sang along with How Great Thou Art, and, and it's a wonderful song, but I'm really struggling to believe how great He is right now because of everything that's going on. Here's what you've done. You've placed your attention on all that's wrong rather than everything that is right. You and I this morning, we serve a Lord whose good goodness toward us is great and mighty. It is exceeding. It is abundant. It is overwhelming. He is far better to us than any of us deserve. And over the years, he has been faithful time and time and time again. And there is nothing in this world that will change the faithfulness of God. That is what we need to give our attention to. God, you are good to me. And God, you are faithful to me. So therefore, even though not everything is the way I wish it was right now, I wish it was not this way, 
But God, in spite of that, I will praise you. Can I ask you this morning? Please don't answer out loud, but can I ask you this morning? How easy is it for you to praise the Lord right now? Oh, Brother Kyle, it's, it's easy. Okay, let's talk in a couple of weeks. But for the person this morning who just heard that question, how easy is it for you to praise the Lord? You may say, Brother Kyle, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I, I, I don't have much of a desire to praise him right now. Can I help you this morning to just try to shift your attention on how good God is and how faithful he is? And can I encourage you to just fix your attention on those two things? Because if you will fix your attention on those things rather than the negative things, you will soon be able to praise the Lord. It may take some convincing of the heart and the mind and the will, but if you will stay focused on his goodness and his faithfulness, we cannot help but find ourselves praising the Lord. And some may need that reminder this morning. Let's all stand today and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Fathers, we come to you this morning. It is good to be reminded from this psalm that you are a God who is worthy to be praised. And you are worthy to be praised no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the situation is. No matter what the trial is, no matter what the difficulty is, God, you are a God that is worthy to be praised. I preach it this morning, I know it to be true, and yet I struggle with it myself so many times. Because I, like anyone else, can fix my attention and my energy on all the wrong things rather than the right things. And so, Lord, I pray that today you would remind whoever needs the reminder that you are good and that you are faithful and you will always be faithful to the child of God. And Lord, if there's anyone who needs that encouragement today, I pray that you would help them, that you would strengthen them and give them what only you can give. I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.